It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Hello, everybody, and you know what? Forget it. We're right back. This is part two, second episode for the week. If you didn't, if you're wondering why I'm coming out with so much energy, it's because I just got done talking about the miseducation and the mishandling of Bianca Belair. <sighs> but, 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 nonetheless, if you haven't heard that, please go back listen to the prior episode from today. This is the second episode. We're breaking down the rest of NXT, which includes Seth talking about how he hates Cameron Grimes and how he looks and you know what I ain't saying he's right but I'm not saying he's wrong also <laughs> so there's that and, you know we talk about the tag division uh, the North American title picture we got a lot to talk about oh this was there's, there's some low there's some low points in this episode of NXT but there's some big high points that I can't wait to talk about yeah and uh, last week's episode was titled A Stack of Questions with No Answers. If you get the reference, kudos to you. Go ahead and tweet us at underscore J Dellen, at said underscore says, and I said with two Ds on Twitter. And let us know, hey, you figured out the title reference. Cool. Appreciate it. Hip-hop fans, I love you guys. But uh, Figure it this, out and Jacob will Venmo you a dollar. Uh, whoa. First and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't be going on record here making these claims like this, sir. But nonetheless, I may, maybe, if I'm feeling generous. But yeah, this is the Believe in XD podcast. As you can see, my tag team partner is trying to set up a heel turn for one of us by putting that out there. But nonetheless, nope, we're staying together. It's the power of positivity over here. It's going to keep us together. But uh, yeah, so we got a lot so- to talk about. And we want to jump right into it with the first match of the night. Yep, um, your favorites. We had Dominic Dijakovic versus Cameron Grimes, who I don't think anybody is a fan of. But um, it was an athletic match. That I, and the key point in this match is Dijakovic hurt his knee uh, doing a moonsault to the outside of the ring. As we know, Dijakovic told William Regal last week he wanted to run it back with Keith Lee. So he still has his mind set on the North American title even though he caught that fade and caught an L uh, twice now, or I don't know. Yeah, twice now. Um, But still, Cameron Grimes picked up a big win over Dijakovic with his his weird double stomp move, which is like the only thing he does cool. And um, he got some help from Damian Priest, which was the highlight of this match because this is the first time we've seen Damian Priest since he caught an L against Dijakovic, I think, at the beginning of the month. Um, further after further review, there was an interview with Damian Priest later on in the show, and he said, now Keith Lee knows what he wants. So this leads me to this question. TakeOver Tampa is going to be here in a few weeks. Are we getting a triple threat, fatal four-way, 
or what do you think is going to happen in the picture of the North American title? And does Cameron Grimes deserve to be in it at all? <sighs> well, does he deserve to be in it? Meh, not really. However, will he be in it? Probably. Because now he has a legit gripe. Well, he has a legit win. Yeah, that too. Yeah, legit win. So it's like, yeah. So you throw in Grimes, like uh, uh, that, 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 that. The big Russian looking one, him. Double D. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, Killian Dane, Damian Priest, Keith Lee. And while we're at it, we might as well throw. Yeah, you mentioned Killian Dane. Killian Dane picked up a big win. I, okay, I take that back. It wasn't a big win. He beat Bronson Reed. <laughs> well, uh, in stature and size, it was a big win. Yeah, but Bronson Reed ain't he ain't he ain't, move, he ain't moving no units on NXT full sale. So I mean, not yet. Um, it was a it was a win. Um, shout out to Dane using the Vader bomb. Love that he's keeping that alive. So Killian Dane is somebody who's he's been in some some pretty notable feuds since returning. So he's definitely going to be in the thick of the. North American title match. So, yeah, I would say Dane and Priest are locks versus Keith Lee in whatever eventual match. What about – you said Cameron Grimes has a legit win. So, is this – are we saying that – and I'm rambling now. We're going to have a fatal four-way match with one baby face and three other heels? Uh, give me a five-way. Go ahead and throw Dijakovic uh, back in there. You give me a five-way. And let's just, you know, car crash, baby. And with Dom, well, the angle is Dominic is hurt now. Uh, I think Priest hit him with a, I don't know what that Actually, was. this is what it's going to be. I can see it right now. You're going to get Priest and Dakikovic one-on-one in a grudge match. And you'll get Grimes, Dane, maybe Bronson Reed, probably not, and Keith Lee in a triple threat. Well, Bryson Reed has no right to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said, yeah, yeah, probably not. So, yeah. Okay, I can see that. Somehow, some way, all these guys are in that mid-card picture for the title, which should be um, – I mean, we know Keith Lee is probably going to be the likely person to come out on top there, but it is exciting to see a new bevy of challengers um, on the horizon. I, I'm, I'm actually eager to see – Damian Priest and Keith Lee one on one. I think that would be a great match. Ooh, yeah, it will be because both of them can move. And if Keith Lee really wants to do some flippy shit, then yeah, yeah, that that'd be a great match. But either way, um, two big wins for the Hills. The Hills in that in that picture right there with Killian Dane picking one up, and Cameron Grimes. By the grace of God, picked up a win over Dominic Dijakovic <laughs> um, with the help of Damian Priest. And I know Mauro Ronaldo was seeing it like, oh, are they friends? Like, no, they're not friends. No, he has no friends. It was literally just Damian Priest of trying to eliminate Dijakovic. All right. So, since you want to blame me for stuff around here and come at me for saying really wild and offensive stuff. Let's just go ahead and just bring an off-the-record conversation we just had. Let's just go ahead and put it on the record, okay? Uh, right. Could you please tell our nice, loyal listeners here exactly how you feel about Cameron Grimes physically? Oh, man. Um, well, I, I, I mean, I think everybody else has the same 
ideology behind this. He's a very hairy man. It's a, it's an awkward Harry. This this is this type of Harry is not acceptable in a PG era. There are children at ringside. Like you have a you have very long hair that gets sweaty, and then you have this gross looking happy trail wire in the underwear tights, and you have Harry Lay. No, no, it just looks very unsanitary. Sir, I almost spit my water. And we talked out. about Killian. What? <laughs> I almost spit my water out when you said underwear tights. Yeah, that, yeah, you got underwear tights with all this hair, man. And it's like, it's just, can my man get a get a Manscaped sponsor? Like, <laughs> let's help him out. Let's help him out because this is this it's it's bad. Like, don't tell me that people can't cuss on TV and you can't make lewd gestures. This man's running around here in underwear, just as hairy as he wants to be. Looks gross, and. uh Jacob was making the point. We talked about Killian Dane wearing a similar fashion in his sanity days, but it almost doesn't look as bad when you're the fat, hairy guy. You know what I mean? Because like you, it's like because there's certain places you're not going to be able to reach without actual help. Cameron Grimes has every ability to shave. He's making the choice not to, and that's why it just rubs me wrong. Huh. <laughs> oh no. I don't know. All right. Fair enough. See, again, not saying that you're right or that you're wrong, but I am saying the man looks dirty. You you remember when previously Sweet Tea, previously Tensai, when he was just Albert, he was very hairy? And you know what? On that note, we're moving on because I feel like he probably had something to do with this. Yeah. So the fat, hairy guy, I mean, you, you can excuse that. No, that was disturbing. When he was Albert and Harry, that was disturbing. Not as disturbing as Cameron Grimes to me. <laughs> It'll never be as disturbing as Cameron Grimes. Next up, oh, so since we're moving on, because this is going to be a very awkward rant if we keep talking about this hairy man. Um, next up, we finally got to see what is next for Finn Balor. And I referenced this in Minus Power Rankings. Check them out on fansided.com backslash WWE. And Finn was out there dropping bars. He said he builds brands, that he's been at his peak for 20 years now, and that first ever Universal Champion, longest NXT champion, everything he's done, he's done well. And the man came out and – you go ahead and tell him, Jacob, what happened? Man came out and talked that cash money and ain't tell man bit of a liar anything. Yeah. Uh, you say – wait, did you make a cash money reference? Yes. Man came out and talked that cash money shit, and he was telling nothing but facts. And my favorite line out of everything that Finn said was, I'm not one of those boo-hoo-hoo, go-run-tell-the-office type people. And I was like, ooh, who let Finn say that? Yeah, Finn was out there dropping bars, man. Um like Juvenile's Ha, one of my favorite tracks. <laughs> Actually, now that you say that, it reminds you of that, right? that. I guess like, every line. You want me to build NXT, huh? You want me to come out here and get your Universal Championship on the line, huh? Yeah, it was just like that. <laughs> but he gets interrupted by Imperium, which when Imperium music hit, everybody was on their feet because, like, oh, snaps, this is what I think it's going to be. And we probably about to get Finn Balor versus Walter at TakeOver Tampa. And I can't imagine a better match to put on right there. 
So, all right. I hate to do this to you. I'm just going to head just slam on the brakes real quick. I don't think we get Finn Walter at TakeOver Tampa. This is why. TakeOver Dublin is like three weeks or like a month after. Finn is from Ireland. You can run that back. What we're going to get in Tampa, I feel like, will be Finn against uh, Bartel and Fabian. You're like a little two-on-one situation. Where Walter's like, you're not worth my time right now. I sent the message to see if you were and you could even handle these two. So Finn's got to whoop that ass real quick. Then if Alexander Wolf is out of concussion protocol, he got to touch him up real quick too. And then you get the big man. Actually, I see what you're saying. I can see. Okay, so you want it to be a slow burn for Finn to get this NXT UK title because it's going to happen. He's going to be the one to take it off Walter. So hear me out. What if at, during the slow build of this, what if let's say Bartel and Eichner show up again, they beat up Finn again? What if Devlin comes through and touches them up, and then you get the Irish ones together? Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. I can, I'm with that. So how, how did you feel about the, the jumping of from Eichner and Bartel? Because Finn almost handled his business for a minute. Yeah, I, I think it was great. I was actually glad that Finn didn't get the upper hand. Because I was watching it. I was like, oh, Finn's just finna get them out of Oh, nope, there's the uppercut. Thank you for saving them and making them look strong as well. Because for a second, it's like, you can't send these two out here and have Finn just touch them up because then it makes them look weak. And then the whole, the mat is sacred, this is our ring thing kind of loses a little steam. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. All in all, um, if you're looking for Finn, to be, let's say you would call Keith Lee the moment maker. He's, that's like his thing that he's going by now. If Finn Balor is going to be the brand builder, right. putting him over across the pond, there's there's worse things you can do to get more eyes on that show every, what, Thursday night? Thursday afternoon, yeah. Well, yeah. Thursday night for them. There's yeah. worse things you can do. So I'm, I'm with it. I'm all on board. And as far as the next match, I'm going to let you tee that up. <sighs> yeah, talk about your homie. So, said second favorite person on the NXT roster, Mr. Hill Gargano, decided to make his presence known after the Tommaso Chava Austin Theory match, which, to their credit, they made Theory look like money. Because me, you said last time that he was just going to get beat from one post to the other until Gargano came out. Ah, Theory gave Chava that work for a little bit. You had the nice callback to the week before with Theory throwing Chopper into the barricade outside. But yeah, you know, in the end, Chopper picks up the win. And then, like we said, your man showed up and, you know, had to touch up uh, Mr. Chopper. And you hated it, probably. 
I hated every part of that. You know why? Because Johnny came out in a blue blazer, a la Mark Henry's pink salmon blazer. And then Ooh. he came out with a DIY shirt tucked in, which has no relevance to anything because they just had a match together three weeks ago. And he just mad because he got his ass beat at NXT TakeOver. It still had, like, what was last week's episode called? A stack of questions that need more answers. I still need more answers, Jacob. I'm not, I'm not sold. It's a slow build. He had to open his mouth it's not, yet. It's not a slow build if we have three weeks left. And the whole DIY shirt is just that nice little, you know, little call. It's just like, this is this was supposed to be us, and you ruined this. So now I got to remind it's you. It's supposed to be us. They were supposed to be in it together. They were supposed to be competing against each other. Like, this is supposed to be us. We were supposed to be together. We are supposed to be a unit. And then you turned your back on me and tried to take anything from me. So I'm just reminding you of this. That's all. That's all. That's um, all it is. Just give it some time. We'll give it some time. That's fine. I'm still not sold on Hill Gargano, even though he got the better end of Ciampa on Wednesday night. But eventually we're going to have to get a segment where he asked, answers his why. I thought it was cool that he did his little slow clap afterwards. That was uh, interesting. But, I mean, Hill Gargano, Hill Gargano still booty butt cheeks to me at the end of the day. <laughs> Still booty butt cheeks. Not feeling it. <sighs> and I didn't know you were going to tee up Ciampa and Austin Theory. I thought we were going to talk about somebody else. Oh, what what else did we have to tee up? Uh, Zia, Lee, Zia Lee defeated Mia Yim. And uh, they got some special guests. Oh, you wanted that, buddy. That. I, I, want, I wanted that smoke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Zia Lee, Mia Yim. The only interesting thing for the match was the very start where Zion Lee just came out with the kicks and then you was just in the corner she's like, okay, okay, like whoa, like chill out, like whoa. Other than that, it was a nice competitive match. Me and Yum has the upper hand and then your two other best friends, you really got a lot of friends at NXT. You should get them on the podcast one day. They come out, distract me and it's like, oh, you know, just a little reminder, I still owe you one too. That Raquel Gonzalez just beats the break off of Mia Yim and Zaylee after Zaylee picks up the win. She's looking like a monster man, and Dakota Kai's looking like a little scary hill with a heater, kind of like I called it, though. And you called it, and you actually deserve some royalties from uh, William Regal whenever he felt like go ahead, go ahead, shout your cash app real quick so they can send you some money. But. Um, <laughs> Dakota Kai is instantly more interesting now that she has Raquel Gonzalez in her corner. I mean, I know the TV makes you look a lot bigger than what you are, but Raquel looks like she's every bit of like 6'6 six, six or something like that <laughs> in, in heels and, and tight pants. So, like, she came out there and gave Mia Yim a very strong choke slam. Um, but outside of this little crawl that's going on with Raquel, Kai, and everybody else, Zia Lee did pick up a big win over Mia Yim, so that means she might be a little bit closer to actually getting in some limelight around NXT, which is cool. Um, she's a character. I think she probably was in the doghouse after breaking Aaliyah's nose a few months back. That's Aaliyah, but, though. Yeah, it's Aaliyah. Aaliyah sucks. But um, she's um, she's finally starting to showcase that spicy style she talks about on her social medias all the time, so good for her. But I mean, at least Kai's a little bit more interesting. What do you see this going for takeover between Kai and, like, her feud with 
not only Knox, but Yim as well as um, Candice LeRae? Uh, I think Candice LeRae is going to kind of just sit out of it for right now, and it's going to be like a tag team match. We get to see Raquel Gonzalez make her in-ring debut at TakeOver. They find a way to steal the win. You know, it just seems obvious. So no LeRae, just straight-up tag match? Yeah, I think Candice sits this one out. She comes back after the match, saves them from a post-match beatdown. I got a curveball for you. I think Candice jumps into the into it, and I think I think we might get a a turn somewhere. Like even even if it's Zia Lee, I think she might be the one to turn and align herself with that group just because she needs the rub. She needs like something to make her be instantly more interesting. Interesting. That is very interesting. I mean, just like Dakota Kai turned. I mean, it's, I, I've seen stranger things happen. All right, so we're going to pit the two Asians against each other instead of together? Okay. Well, Mia Yim is only half Asian. <laughs> yeah, close enough. If they don't, they don't, they don't pit enough. everybody together that's minority. They do that sometimes, not all the time. Sir, we just had your boys, um, Bass Rider and um, forgetting the other one. Wait, you call it Mass Rider? Who? Uh, DJZ. Wild, oh, and, Joaquin, um, Joaquin yeah. Wild, and uh, Roa Mendoza. Yeah, yeah, that was racist. Like I said, <laughs> that was racist. Just like we about to get Andrade and Humbert, Andrade and Garza versus Humberto and Ray Mysterio Monday night. That's yeah, like Andrade's back now. Like our our, our best Hispanic wrestlers are all just gonna fight each other right now. Yeah, it's hey, man, racist. At least there's storytelling there. It's racist as shit though, but at least there's storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little bit. So, I mean, Dakota Kai is instantly more interesting now. And now we have – oh, wow. Is this going to be the last thing we talk about today is the tag team division? Um, let's see. We already, we already got off all our thoughts on Bianca and Charlotte in part one. So, yep. I mean, the tag team division is in a good spot with the Grizzled Young Veterans coming across the pond. Uh, they called out the tag division. Forgotten Sons answered the call on social media. And they came all the way out here after we forgot about them. Try to be seen, and they got that work. Yeah, uh, before we get into that real quick, I was just watching back NXT, and I remembered they had, like, this little cryptic promo right in the middle of it. And I think that was for Killer Cross, which means he should be coming soon. And I know we talked about him, and you were like, I'm a little unfamiliar, so I sent you a tweet, which is perfect because it's Killer Cross smashing a cinder block or your boy Cameron Grimes' head back when they were both in Impact. So I'm sure you'll enjoy that. You just sent that to me right now? Uh, a couple minutes ago, yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. Because on top of that, if you don't want to talk about the tag action, I mean, if Finn is going to be challenging NXT UK, then Adam Cole has no challenger right now. So that entryway is kind of there. Yeah, there you go. Perfect setup. Beautiful for Killer Cross. You throw right into profile. But, yeah, let's go ahead and hit the tag division. It looks good. Grizzled Young Vets look like they're likely number one contenders if UE doesn't run it back. And how trash do you have to be for you to pull the America gimmick against a foreigner and the America gimmick not work with the point where they still boo you and are basically dead salad? Yeah, nobody don't care about the Forgotten Sons. As, like, as sad as that is. 
Like they are just there. It was supposed to be like a heel versus heel match, but like, so it was kind of flat in there in the arena. But I mean, there were some cool sit or scenarios in the match. They did they did work well together. So it shouldn't be the first time they do action. But the the, the young veterans had showed me a little bit of their. Wow, I don't know why I'm thinking of the term twin magic here, but it was kind of like revival s where they still pulled out <laughs> pulled out the win despite uh being three on two. Yeah, and I'm just sitting here waiting for um, Riker to go solo because we all know it's coming. Oh, you want the solo act? You want to leave Cash Money like Lil Wayne? He's like you six want to leave eight. B2K like Marion? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. We 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 scream for the solo acts. That's gonna happen too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. It always happens, just like Kyle O'Reilly. That's gonna happen. Oh boy! And speaking of undisputed era, you know who else like, went solo? That was dope. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Nah, go ahead. Get your get your reference in for the week. You knew I was about to do it, right? Yep. Yeah, you know, it was just like when Riddick Moss went solo and won the twenty four seven championship. Now he riding high on the Raw brand, making that Raw money. He was just in NXT like months ago. Making that Raw money is one hell of a phrase to say, sir. <laughs> What you're always saying, making that raw money. Get it how you live. And I'm going to leave that, it at that, that raw because brand money, you know, a like, kid-friendly-ish, family-ish show. Is it a kid-friendly show? We got the we got the parental labels on the front, though. We didn't even cussing up a storm. Yeah, but make, make it that raw money. Yeah, I can see where that – okay, since, since you put it that way, I can see how that sounds kind of negative. But I already said it, so I can't take it back. Yeah, I was gonna make the ODB joke to go with it, but I'm gonna leave it alone. You should see. You, we talked about moments, like it raw. Talked about moments, and we talked about having lightning in the body bottle. You should have did that. Should have got that off. I should have. I should have. I probably would have sung along. (laughs) Ah, that's so wrong. But um, yeah, the tag division, Mojo Raleigh reference through my whole train of thought all. Because I thought you were going with Jenna Mahal leaving 3 of B, but hey, props for you for the curveball. Ooh, that would have been a better one. But if we not, I'm, I was going to leave the Jenna Mahal reference alone today since you had so much to say about uh, basic blonde women in WWE in part one. Like, I'll let you get that off. <sighs> Thank you. I appreciate it. It's also a fact. And you've just spent like five minutes at the start of this episode talking about a man's body hair, so... Yo, because that's gross. <laughs> uh, you got children that go to watch NXT at Full Sail. It's a family environment. And this man coming out with the with like the seven inch deep happy trail. It's it's, it's disgusting. You know what? Before we go completely off the rails here, I'd rather go off the rails so bad. No, we're, we're not <laughs> we're going so off lucky. the rails. We're so lucky. There's no more matches to discuss. We're so yeah. lucky. Yeah, no, we're we're not going off the rails here. We're actually going to kind of try to wrap this up real quick because <laughs> I feel like this was an episode that delivered more upon what last week should have been. We got a few more answers. Now we got a whole bunch of new questions, but it looks like we know where everything's headed. I'm about to start a GoFundMe for a Manscaped sponsor for Cameron Grimes. I'll do you one better. You know what? If you're listening to this podcast and you are affiliated with Manscaping or any other shaving company, look that man up. Please reach out to us at advertising at believe.com 
or just tweet at Believe Podcast and be like, hey guys, I heard the Believe in NXT podcast and I realized there's a really hairy wrestler that seems to bother one of your hosts. How about you guys do a little advertising read and maybe we get Cameron Grimes to shave a little something? Because yeah, damn it, maybe we we're could. going to take over our access during WrestleMania week, one way or the other. Why? What better content would it be than us Give running around with a camera getting Cameron Grimes to shave his exactly. seven-inch deep happy trail? I really want the Manscaped sponsor. I really want the Manscaped sponsor. I will carry that razor everywhere in Florida <laughs> if you guys get us that sponsor. I will. Whoever y'all want me to shave their head, man or woman, I'll do it. Just give me, give me the sponsor. All right, so if Raquel Gonzalez runs up on you and it's like, nah, nah, you shave that beard, you going to shave it? If Raquel Gonzalez is taller than me, I'll be thoroughly surprised. But, um, yeah, that'd be kind of terrifying. Just all be there laughing. <laughs> Have a laugh, laugh, laugh. Oh, man. We've gone, in the deep end, gone off the deep end, audience. Yeah. We've, we've gone off the deep end. Yeah. yeah. So let's bring this back real quick. That's been NXT, NXT this week. Recap. Theory and Ciampa, great match. Theory looks good. He'll probably go sit in the shadows for a little bit. You still hate Gargano, and you want them to explain it a little bit sooner than later. Give me answers, yeah. And speaking of answers, we have a buddy feud with Dominic Tykakovich and Damian Priest. That should be interesting. Cameron Grimes is looking to probably insert himself in the North American title picture. Yeah, you got the Grizzled Young Veterans, four runners in the tag division. Everything is shaping and coming into picture and frame. Finn and Imperial is going to be the best thing about the next two or three weeks of NXT TV. Either brand, too. Either brand. I think Finn is going across the pod for tapings this weekend, too, so... Should be good. That should be good. I can't wait till that happens. And then who else we got? I mean, we already got off on Charlotte and Bianca in part one. If you want to hear those very explicit thoughts, <laughs> listen to part one because they're very excessive, if you would. Um, so honest. Yeah, very honest. Very honest opinions there. And, I mean, unfiltered, if you would. Um, next week on NXT, I think we're going to have two cage matches. Um, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, which it seems like this is the a hundredth time they're going to actually wrestle each other, but we get Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream in that same cage. And we're going to get more of this cucking angle where Velveteen Dream is trying to take that man's wife. Um, so we look forward to the tweets. One of my favorite Velveteen tweets this week is him praising Kona Reeves. And yeah, that's going to be my new reference right here praising Kona Reeves as a workhorse and saying how much he loved him as a performer in WWE and saying that the cream always rises to the top. That's a Macho Man Randy Savage reference. And that man is a young Rocky Maivia, which Jacob hates. He's probably going to end a podcast now because I just made that comparison. Yeah, you know what? I could just click this and just get us right out of here. But no, I'm going to just sit on it and be like, this man really just said a young Rocky Maivia. And the only thing that him and Rocky Maivia have in common is how much everybody hates to see him on the TV. That's it. Period. End of it. Nothing else. 
No. Nah, nobody likes Conan Reeves, man, but keep championing them. Keep championing them. I'm a champion for Conan Reeves. All right, it's all good. But um, yeah, next week, two cage matches. You probably start the show with one, you end the show with the other. They'll probably end with the Dream Roddy matches because it has more heat behind it. And they're definitely going to be two different style of cage matches, which I really love when they do the same match type on a card because it forces them to be creative. Yeah. And if Austin and Porson like use different angles of the cage that they're not using, there'll be more high flying and dreams match, obviously. A lot of accidental smashes that take out several people at once. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what's gonna happen. And on that note, this has been the Believe in XD podcast. <laughs> we all know how Seth feels about dreaming his axe handle smash. So we're gonna leave that little tease and hanging bit for you for next week because it'll probably happen and he's gonna probably come happen. out firing. So anything else for the people this week, Jacob? Well, that's it, man. I was just going to say, you know, make sure you follow us on Twitter at underscore J Della, at said underscore says, said with two Ds, mm-hmm. at Believe Podcast. And also make sure you go to fansided.com backslash WWE and check out my man says power rankings. For the most part, he got it right. So I can't be too, too bad. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah. And if you don't think I got my power rankings right, that's fansided.com backslash WWE. Hit me up. Let's argue. Tell me who should be in. Tell me who should be out. Tell me who <coughs> I forgot all together. Come on, man. We're not we're not we're not slandering Chelsea Green this week. She she deserved to be in there. Didn't say anything. I, I sneeze, man. I told you my sinus and allergies wrapping up before we started recording. Oh, okay. That's why I sound like Ric Flair after like 15 woos. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I'm Jacob. That said, we'll see you guys next week. Later, guys.